As the Denver Broncos wrapped up day one of mandatory minicamp yesterday, Broncos head coach Nathaniel Hackett believes that the team's foundation is in place. Plus, Russell Wilson highlights one receiver who's been catching his eye all offseason long. You get that and a little bit more on today's brand new episode, Locked On Broncos. You are Locked On Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Broncos country? Welcome back into a brand new episode. Lockdown Broncos here in this beautiful Tuesday morning all across Broncos country from the South Stands to the end zone. I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke, Senior Broncos Analyst at Mile High Sports, joined alongside by my co-host, Sarah Bettinger. He's the site expert at PredominantlyOrange.com. Both of us, we provide coverage of the Denver Broncos for the Lockdown Network and Nine News as well. Broncos country, thank you so much for making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day every single day, free and available everywhere. You get your podcast in audio format, not to mention you can watch us on youtube as well thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day sir day one of broncos mandatory minicamp was in the books yesterday at the uc hill training center in a scorching day in dove valley some highlights some lowlights and unfortunately some player injury news that happened towards the end of practice we'll break that all down here today my friend but let's get through our news and notes on today's episode of the show now i think everyone wants to know who didn't participate in mandatory minicamp practice well the Broncos held out tight end Greg Dulcich, tight end Eric Tomlinson, who had a boot on his left leg, and Jerry Judy and Seth Williams did not participate as well, plus Randy Gregory, who was never expected to participate anyway, but he was there in person. The other guys were dressed in jersey shorts but did not have their helmets. Uh, but for Greg Dulcich, a little bit of a surprise here, Sarah. I don't think we've heard anything as to like him dealing with any kind of injury, nursing with anything. Broncos head coach Nathaniel Hackett kind of alluded to the fact that they just want the guys to be okay and ready to go for training camp. So uh, something here that we are missing out on. Nobody knows. Yeah, it's definitely a mystery. Definitely something that just kind of popped up and certainly something that you hope doesn't linger any further beyond this mandatory mini camp. Of course, we talked about on yesterday's show, it's still important for these guys to be out there getting the mental reps, being out there with their teammates, really just participating as, as much as they possibly can. But for Greg Dulcich, I mean, that freight train was rolling a little too fast, Cody. We've hit a little bit of a speed bump. We've gone off the rails ever so slightly here with that freight train, that hype train that Greg Dulcich has been on this offseason. So it's just something that I think, you know, it precautionary. Those That's what we talked about with like Jerry Judy being held out of practice, working on the side field. I believe I did read that Dulcich was working on the side field, so it must that's not be anything news. too serious. So that's really good to, good to know, and I think it's nothing to worry about at this point. But obviously, like like we said before, we would really rather the Broncos take a precautionary sort of approach to these guys that if they're dealing with any dings, if they're dealing with anything that could become worse, definitely keep them out of these practices and let them get those mental reps. I mean, it's super, super important that you're taking care of yourself, you're taking care of your players, and I think it's smart for the Broncos and one thing I've liked about Nathaniel Hackett, as much as us in the media would like to know what's going on, what kind of injury a player is dealing with, he protects that. Like he protects their injury, their obviously their health related matters, and he, he always comes up with a very good response. You know, hey, we're just being precautious. We want to make sure that they're okay. Like doesn't give us too much. Which you know what I think as a coach, like as a former coach myself, we were always asked that question too by specific media members, and we don't want to give that away. It's not our business to give away. And obviously, there's there's HIPAA laws and things like that you have to follow. Make sure you don't break. But Nathaniel. Daniel Hackett, I think he does a a really good job from a PR standpoint when it comes to not giving out too much on players, which I think in-season will serve as a little bit of a competitive advantage, I think, for opponents that are maybe trying
trying to scout a player who may be questionable. We'll see how things go there. But the Broncos also held a tryout for five players here on day one, mandatory minicamp. Everything's going to continue here in day two in Dove Valley. Uh, kicker Elliot Fry, who's had some time in the NFL, and you know you bring in kickers, it doesn't make too much sense. But uh, you know from the reports, it doesn't seem like Brandon McManus has anything to worry here. This is one that Broncos country is very interested on. Obviously, if you have Colorado ties, you know Max Borgie, he played high school football as a local product out of Pomona High School. There's always the comparisons that you know were made between him and Christian McCaffrey, both being Colorado high school standout athletes. Uh, cornerback Michael Wright, tight end Garrett Walston, and long snapper Daniel Cantrell. And so I think a lot of people want to know, why do teams hold tryouts at minicamp or before training camp? Do you know the answer? Well, I think there's a lot of different reasons for that. Maybe you're just looking for guys that could maybe break through for you during training camp. Like we've seen in recent years, even kickers be traded. So, I mean, there could be value in having an additional kicker if they go out there and absolutely kill it in preseason games. Because, look, the Broncos don't need to discover anything with Brandon McManus. So you bring in a kicker and say, hey, let's let's put some tape out. I'm not saying he's getting signed to the roster, but if he did, you know, you put him on the roster, you let him kick in the preseason, all of a sudden uh, – a bunch of NFL teams that don't have good kickers who need a good kicker. I might be willing to throw you a late round draft pick for the guy. So that could end up being valuable. And I think with the other positions, these other players, maybe a couple of these guys are, are players that the Broncos had their eyes on right after the 2022 NFL draft, specifically guys like Wright and Borgie, who, you know, th- those guys could end up being something. And I think that in the, specifically in the case of Max Borgie, yeah, that's, that's a guy that I wanted. And I know a lot of Broncos fans wanted in the pre-draft process, somebody that could do not just uh, not just the fact that they both went to Colorado high schools, not the, the fact they both played at Pac-12 colleges, but really a lot of similar skills and traits on the field. I know that Max Borgi obviously not the same type of athlete as Christian McCaffrey, but man, uh, a tremendous running back slash receiver who could probably play the receiver position full time if asked to do so. So I kind of find that to be an interesting tryout there. And we know the Broncos, the last time they had a bunch of tryout guys come in, I think they signed four of them. So I guess we'll, we'll kind of find out. We'll see maybe injuries prompting this. Maybe it's more so just like, Hey, our scouting department like these guys. Well, and I think another bigger part of what they decide to do as well is you always want to make sure that you have depth, right? Because I think that for the training camp process for the preseason, we know the starters won't play a lot in the preseason, right? So you want to maybe bring guys in. Obviously, the roster can go up to 90, and it won't have to you know, be cut down to after that first preseason game, and then it'll dwindle down from 5 to 5, and then the 53 after the third and final preseason game there. You know, it gives the team options, flexibility. As you mentioned, maybe gives them prospects on maybe guys who they can target as practice squad players once the NFL regular season approaches so something to keep an eye on there but there was an injury that did happen and unfortunately you see these happen you know every year not necessarily with every team but you know some teams get banged up with uh, you know an injury bug there wide receiver Tyree Cleveland who's gotten some praise this offseason from special teams coordinator Dwayne Stooks he went down on the very final play of practice yesterday no idea what the injury is but he was carted off at the end of practice and uh, you know Nathaniel Hackett said he's really bummed for him he's been having a really good offseason for him and they hope that it's nothing serious but you know anytime the cart comes out you can only speculate you know what it may be so obviously our thoughts and prayers and well wishes are for Tyree Cleveland hopefully it is nothing serious and hopefully he can come back to the practice field here for training camp but more than likely this ends his time during mandatory minicamp for the next couple days at the UC Health Training Center. 
about Broncos country coming up here in just a moment. Broncos head coach Nathaniel Hackett believes that the team has the foundation in place that they need to succeed. What does that entail? What does that look like? And what does he look for for the players continuously and his coaches throughout the process? You get to that coming up here in just a moment. But before we do that, let me tell you about the sponsor of today's episode of the show. That's our good friends over there at Blue Nile. And at BlueNile.com, you can celebrate all of life's special moments from creating the custom engagement ring of her dreams to gifting a classic and timeless jewelry piece, all the prices that you won't find at a traditional jeweler. And whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. And you can make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked On Sports listeners will get $50 off of purchases of $500. This podcast exclusive includes engagement. So use code LOCKDOWN. Once again, this promo code LOCKDOWN. Plus, every single order is insured. It ships free, and it arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. So you can shop stress-free, and you can find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. And Broncos country, as you get into the second half action on today's episode of Lockdown Broncos, once again, thank you so much for making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day. Every single day, we appreciate you so much. If you enjoy us with your morning cup of coffee, your breakfast, on your commute to work, while you're working out or while you're getting ready for your day, we appreciate you so much. Whether you listen to us on your favorite podcasting provider, whether you watch us on your TV, your computer, or your smartphone on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe or that follow button if you have not done so already. Now, Sarah, one of the things we heard from Broncos head coach Nathaniel Hack yesterday at the UC Health Training Center. He was asked a little bit of about a, a question. I think it was from Eric Delal, a good friend of the show here. And he was asked a question about, you know, where are the Broncos at foundation? Like, how do you see them coming together? Well, here's what Nathaniel Hackett had to say in response to that. Yeah, I mean, as a coach, we always want more. We always want to do better. And, uh, you know, for, for even for myself, you know, for myself, for the coaches, for everybody and the players. But I think that um, they definitely know what they're doing. I, I want them to do it even better. And, uh, you know, we would just want to set that standard and keep attacking and keep keep getting better every day. I mean, what more can you do, Sarah? You have to attack the day. You have to get better every single day. If you're not doing that in your life, then you got to ask yourself a question. What am I personally doing with myself? But when it comes to the realm of professional sports, when it comes to a game of 11 on 11 football, 11 players on offense, 11 players on defense, coaches, coaching and instructing. You have to have everybody on the same page. It almost seems like what he's been alluding to is that they've been doing everything together as a team. They've been trying to build that camaraderie because you want to have every player in sync. Well, you know, we've mentioned this on the show, like when the Broncos have lost games there and we go through the points where the Broncos have lost games by less than seven points, we can always pinpoint it to one Big play. One player may be messing up, being out of alignment, and it affects 10 other players offensively or defensively. Football is so hard, and that's why it is so complex. Like, I think everybody thinks about, oh, hey, you know, it's 11 on 11. You just got to make sure you execute. Well, how do you make sure you execute when there's so many moving parts on the field, whether it be offense or defense? So I think foundationally, if the players and, and they have bought in from the sound of it, if the players continue to buy in and just have this mentality about them of getting better every single day and competing their tail off, never being satisfied, I, I tell you what, the leadership of this team could put the Broncos in a very good position to succeed here in 2022. I think that's one of the key things right there is the leadership on the team, the players, the coaches, everybody's leading by example and, and doing what they're saying. You know, they're not just spouting these things off to the media. There's there's not just cool sayings plastered on the team's workout facility. They're actually living this stuff out. They're setting the example. They're doing it. They're going out every day and getting better. There's, there's a lot of positive momentum in Broncos country right now from the fact, just even the fact that they hired Nathaniel Hackett in the first place. That was a huge win at the time. And then you 
you get Russell Wilson and then you get your ownership situation figured out. And now you've got all these different players that are looking good in OTAs and, and things are just going really well right now. But why are they going really well? It's because of exactly what you mentioned. You're putting together a good foundation every single day, getting better every single day. And I think that there's a lot of different players on this roster that and you really want to make sure that you're taking those positive steps every single day and not getting maybe lost in the lost in the shuffle. Cause on a roster like this, it's definitely easy to do that. So it's certainly, it's certainly one of those things where you want to catch the coach's eye. You want to continually be part of setting that example. You don't want to get left behind, right? Because so many other players are buying in to this culture that's being created that you don't want to be one of those players that's not bought in or that doesn't appear to be fully bought in because you, you might get left behind. Well, I, I'd say there's there's a really, really good I don't know if it's a quote, but I'd say there's a there's a saying that we use in this football world. Uh, you know, coaches, when coaches mold leaders, right? That you know, obviously you see the benefits inside the locker room, but when leaders hold others accountable, that's when you know as a coaching staff you have done your job. When you have other leaders holding other people accountable on your team, you're set there because there are times and we see in the NFL, like the NFL is a business at the end of the day, it's all about making money. And yes, you want to win. You want to win Super Bowls. A lot of players love the game as well, but sometimes locker rooms do get infiltrated. And this has been the case. The Broncos have experienced this in their history before with several players. Sometimes you have guys that come in the locker room and it's all about me, 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 me. And it's not about the greater good of the team. It's like, well, you know, we lost, but I balled out. Like there's been players like that from players that I've spoken to. They said they've dealt with some guys in the locker room like that. That stuff isn't going to fly in this Nathaniel Hackett-led team. Like That is not what this Broncos locker room is about, which is great. I think that bodes for some exciting times ahead here in Broncos country. But, you know, how can the team continue to attack the next couple of days beginning today? And obviously the final day of mandatory minicamp tomorrow. Sarah, you got to keep it simple, right? Continue to play things smart. No contact. You know, there's certain things like non-contact injuries or a receiver going up for the ball, coming down awkwardly like Tyree, uh, Tyree Cleveland did. That's where you run into some of those issues. It completely out of your control. You can't prevent things like that, but you can prevent contact from happening, smacking each other, you know, collisions midair. You want to avoid that stuff, especially as there is no contact allowed during mandatory minicamp as well. So just continue to play things smart there. Now, there is another thing that Nathaniel Hackett had said. We, you know, we've talked about the offensive line, some of our storylines that we talked about. How might the offensive line look for this Broncos team? Well, that involves one specific player, and that is Dalton Reiser, who, look, we haven't heard too much about so far this offseason. We've heard from guys like Lloyd Cushenberry. We've heard about Garrett Bulls. We've heard about Calvin Anderson. We've heard about a lot of the guys on the offensive line, specifically Quinn Miners, probably had the highest praise on the O-line. Well, Nathaniel Hackett actually had some high praise here for Dalton Reisner and the Broncos going back to an offense that he's very familiar with that, ironically enough, he had his best season playing in the outside zone system. He's another one that has been an absolute unbelievable surprise. I mean, we brought this whole system in um, into this whole uh, you know organization, this outside zone world, and it hasn't been that way. And I mean, he is really bought in, and he is doing a fine job running off the ball, great in pass protection. I mean, he, he's done a really good job. Really excited where he's at. You know, Sarah, my biggest question to you is here for Dalton Reisner, right? Like, there's competition between he and Atani Muti for left guard right now. In, in your opinion, for a guy like Dalton Reisner who has High stakes here. This is a contract year for him. In your opinion, what do you think he needs to do to separate himself from the Tani Muti, who is a young, exciting prospect that this brand new coaching staff, they're excited about. Dalton Reisner has a lot to prove here. How can he hold on to this job here? 
I think the number one way is is a way that Nathaniel Hackett just talked about right there, and that's pass protection, right? I mean, you got Russell Wilson at the QB position. If you can stand out in pass protection, I think the wide zone run blocking can kind of t- almost take care of itself. Like you said, that was really where Dalton Reisner played his best was back in 2019, his rookie season under offensive coordinator Rich Scangarello, who ran that wide zone, that Shanahan style of offense. And now you're getting a similar type of offense this year. So I think that where it where these guys are really going to separate themselves is who can best protect the greatest investment on the team right now. That's Russell Wilson. <laughs> so if he's excelling at pass protection, that was an area that we know kind of Natani Muti, he, he really needed a little bit of work. Like he can, he, in a phone booth, I mean, he can drive somebody off the field like, like he's on the blind side or whatever, but he, he's not necessarily known for his pass protecting prowess, even though he's good at it. I mean, he's a professional football player, but Dalton Reisner, that's an area where I feel like he can really separate himself. Really, really some much needed positive publicity for him as well, isn't it? I mean, as we've talked about the offensive line rumors throughout the offseason, it's been, could it be Natani Muti taking his job? Could he be on the trade block? Could it be Billy Turner taking his job? Tom Compton, lots of different possibilities. Even Graham Glasgow, who, you know, what if he doesn't win the center job? Could he be the left guard? I think there's just a lot of a lot of things that have been seemingly going against Dalton Reisner on paper this offseason that do make sense, quite frankly. They do make sense. But at the same time, if he can go out there and prove, hey, I'm I'm going to give you consistent availability and I'm going to be your best pass protecting left guard. I think that's going to win him this job in 2022. And I think it's going to play all throughout training camp. It's going to play out throughout the preseason. We may see Dalton Reiser and Otani Muthi competing during the preseason. Realistically, outside of training camp, it's the live fire reps where you know the bullets are real a little bit. And you're going to be facing a lot of guys coming at you. A lot of defenses are just playing to try to get jobs. And I think that for Dalton Reiser, he can really secure that if he really shows, as you mentioned, that growth here in the offensive scheme that did familiarize himself a little bit with some success in 2019. But Broncos country coming up here in just a moment. Russell Wilson has been hyping up several players this offseason, but there's been one player in particular that has stood out. Why is Kendall Hinton catching Russ's eye? And what could that mean for the wide receiver room? We dive into that a little bit more. We hear from Russ coming up here in just a moment. But before we do that, let me tell you about BetOnline.net, the sponsor of today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. And BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and your sports information. You can find all the latest sports developments, news, and odds, including this year's basketball championship matchup, the NHL. Stanley Cup Finals is here, Major League Baseball, and of course, all the latest fighting news from MMA and UFC to boxing. BetOnline is your continuous source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. BetOnline, where the game starts. And Broncos country, as we jump into the fourth quarter action on today's episode of Lockdown Broncos, once again, thank you so much for making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day. Mile high salute to everybody in Broncos country. We appreciate you so much. Every single day, all year long, you get an episode of Lockdown Broncos because for the true fan, there is never an offseason. And these next five weeks are going to be more critical than ever here because when everybody else has nothing to talk about, We have a show every single day breaking everything down for this Broncos team, previewing training camp and much more. Now, Sarah, there's one player that Russell Wilson has continuously talked about all throughout this offseason since coming over via trade from the Seattle Seahawks. We've talked about all the wide receivers, the Jerry Judys, Cortland Suttons, Tim Patricks, KJ Hamlers. And we talked about some of the other guys in the mix, but really Kendall Hinton, once again, continues to be a guy 
that Russell Wilson just continues to enamor, continues to mention in press conferences. Here's why Russ says that he really, really likes Kendall Hanson. I tell you what, if Russ really likes him, in my opinion, I think he's already got a roster spot locked in. Here's what Russ had to say about Kendall Hanson after day one of mandatory minicamp practices. Well, I think the guys are competing their, their butts off, but I think, you know, uh, Kendall is doing an amazing job. He, he, he's got a special gift. His gift of getting open, his wiggle, his ability to accelerate and make plays. I remember watching the film, and there was a certain game, um, it was a Cowboys game, and he caught a, a little skinny post route and just took took it, you know, uh, just took off, you know, just his ability to get open, his ability to make plays near the red zone and just how he catches it. He's got that football instincts. I, I remember that play against the Cowboys specifically. And, and I do remember like for him, I think it's easy for us to lose sight on the fact that look, Kendall Hinton is still growing, still developing as a wide receiver because there was a game uh, towards the end of the season against the Los Angeles Chargers. Remember you and I were talking about who we think is going to break out. And we said Kendall Hinton, he had a little bit of a rough game against the Chargers, kind of closed things out in the season. But for him, he's continuing to Evolve. And if called upon in big time moments, it's not like the Broncos or Russ are asking him to be wide receiver one, but just like what we saw in the Cowboys game, if you really need him to make a big play, you can count on him to do it. And, and like I said, he, he should have scored on that play, but you know, like, I'll take the 44 yards and the Broncos being down at the one yard line going forward. I mean, what are your thoughts on what Russ has had to say about Kendall Hinton? I think exactly what you mentioned, Cody, about him kind of being a lock for this roster. I just really feel it in my bones at this point that if you're making 53 man roster projections, which I've, you know, I've taken an early stab at one a month or two ago. I think if you're not including Kendall Hinton, that's going to end up being a mistake just because I feel like at this point, the writing is sort of on the wall, isn't it? Russell Wilson has talked him up a number of times. The coaching staff has talked him up. Obviously, the Broncos front office really likes him because his presence on this team predates even this front office. And we saw him get his greatest opportunity last year, obviously with George Payton in as the general manager. So clearly he's doing a lot of things, not to mention this kind of goes, it kind of flies under the radar a little bit, doesn't it? The fact that the Broncos traded Trinity Benson last year after an incredible training camp and kept Kendall Hinton, that's that speaks volumes because Trinity Benson had a killer offseason yeah. in 2021 and the Broncos obviously really like Hinton. So he brings something different to the table that I think you could really find a spot for him in the rotation. This is much less at this point to me, it's no longer a conversation about, hey, will Kendall Hinton be on the roster? It's more a conversation of how many snaps is he is he going to be getting on a weekly basis because he does bring something to the table jerry judy is known as our guy that he can get open at a moment's notice but kendall henson maybe not to the same degree he can do a lot of the same things people forget this guy went from being a quarterback in college to being a dynamic slot receiver at wake forest where he had over a thousand yards his first year on the job as a receiver full-time so the talent is there. The yeah. wiggle is there. The ability to get up field is there. I feel like definitely Kendall Hinton has earned a spot in this rotation, and and he's he's earning the trust of Russell Wilson, who talked about. I mean, they're going to have another San Diego throwing session in mid July. You can bet Kendall Hinton is going to be there, and he's going to be getting those reps with Russell Wilson because he seems to be one of those guys that from the beginning he's been doing everything possible to get face time with the new QB, and he's reaping the benefits of it at this point. 
Hey, Kendall Hinton has the opportunity to have one of the most amazing potential undrafted rookie journeys, you know, in a while, right? And the Broncos have had a history of undrafted gems. And at wide receiver, one of those undrafted gems being Rod Smith. Not saying that Kendall Hinton is going to be Rod Smith. Don't get me, don't confuse me there, Broncos country. But it's like for him, for a guy like Russell Wilson, of his magnitude at the quarterback position to see the value in a guy like Hinton when everybody's focused on Judy, Cortland, Tim. KJ, Alberto, Greg Dulcich, like all these other options. Kendall Hinton is the perfect sleeper wild card for this Denver Broncos football team. And we'll see if he can find a way to make it onto the active roster once again here in 2022. There's a lot of things to be accomplished between now and then. But Broncos country, that'll wrap up today's episode. Lockdown Broncos here, free and available everywhere you get your podcast, not to mention here on YouTube. Tomorrow's episode of the show, we recap day two, everything that happened today. Plus, we focus on the defensive side of the ball. So far, the Broncos defense has been making plays through the air, deflecting passes, coming up with INTs off deflections, defensive line contributing as well. But we focus a little bit on the defensive backs and what Nathaniel Hackett had to say about Patrick Sertan. The second you get that much more on tomorrow's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos.